Ah, Grand Moth Tarkin, I am honored by your visit. Welcome to Grand Moth Tarkin, delicately curated, long-form discussion of the internationally beloved Star Wars saga, tailored to the modern fanatic, brought to you lovingly in weekly increments by the loquacious yet soothing voices of your hosts, Riley, for the love of God, please nail it, Jake. Hello. And Jasmine. Hi. This is our third attempt at an intro. Yeah. We've never had to do this before. We've never and had to do that. And you know how low the bar is for the intro. Usually I leave the bad intros in. <laughs> These were too bad. They were really bad. And they were not my fault, amazingly. Oh, nothing's ever my fault on this show, but it was twice in a row. Yeah, it was twice in a row for now. <laughs> but okay. we got them away right up top. Yep. And you'll never know what they are. So let's Ooh. talk about Atten. <laughs> no. Here we go. Okay. Star Wars. Yes. Is yes. a thing. Have we ever talked about Star Wars on the show before? At length, today, all day. Oh, yeah. That's been all we've been doing all day. We've spent four hours on, like, KOTOR episodes. Just KOTOR. Yeah, just the first game. So you're in KOTOR month right now if you're listening to this. You might have thought at least are done talking about Knights of the Old Republic. Yeah, we are done. I promise we won't talk about KOTOR 1. No, we will not talk about Knights of the Old Republic 1. Except we might. Except it'll probably come up. It'll probably come up sometimes. But we are going to talk about the greatest video game to ever exist in humanity's existence entirely. Hmm. Breath hmm. of the Wild? Breath of the Wild is what we're talking about today? It's Kraya in Breath of the Wild. In a way. In a way. We're talking about Knights of the Old Republic 2. Dose. The Sith Lords. The Sith Lords. The that Sith is the Lords. title. The Dose Sith Sith Lords. <laughs> Sith Lords. Oh, but are there two? Hmm. Hey, or are there three? Great question. I, we'll find out. Yeah. Well, depends on how you play the game, doesn't it? Depends on how you play the game. Uh, so we just spent a, two weeks talking about Knights of the Old Republic, a game we all like a lot. Oh, love, yeah. Yep. Actually. Hey, it was established that I love it a little less than my other child, but yeah. I do still love it. Your other child is Knights of the Old Republic, Dose. Dose. The, what is the subtitle? Uh, let me That's see. Dose Sith Lords. The Sith Lords? That's mm-hmm. it. Dose Sith it that Lords? Way. I don't want to ruin let me hear your... your mace. Let me hear your mace. No. What if you pull <laughs> mace out of a person and spray you in the face? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it sounds great. <laughs> um, do you, is this actually like your favorite game of all time, do you think? Yes. Okay. Absolutely. Right. I mean, solid choice. Go. Yeah. I just played it, and I'll tell you something. It's really good. Um, now, I will say, to be fair... To greatest video games of all time lists. I'm not a huge gamer. I play a lot of games, but I don't love playing games. <laughs> yes. Like this is like the main thing you do with your time. I play. I play a lot of games, but I don't like them. <laughs> That's true. That's accurate to your strange it, life. It kind of is. No, I just like I like playing video games, but I don't play video games to like get good at video games and yeah. to do like all kinds of cool things. It's just like I like playing video games. I mostly enjoy the story from video games and the. The ability to choose my story. You don't like gamey games. I don't like gamey games. He yeah. likes RPGs. I like RPGs. Yes. If it's a game, just like I don't. I'm never ever gonna sit down and play a game of Tetris because I don't like games and for like, the sake of games. You're not like a Mario guy. I'm not. I mean, I like Mario, but no, I'm not a huge Mario guy. You're not gonna sink like a hundred hours into Mario Odyssey like no. me. If I get a Switch, I will play it. Yeah. I mean, I played. I played uh, Super Mario 64 to death. I love yeah. that game. But it's just like I'm. I'm in two games for 
narrative choices. I like I like narratives, I like stories, and I like directing the story. Yeah. Which is why I really love RPGs and this is and which is why this is my favorite game of all time because I can direct this really good story. The, I, this is why I think you actually would like Breath of the Wild because it really is would. like your own story and like yeah. it like not necessarily your own well, narrative, but like mm-hmm. your own a journey, like it is a very personalized it is, it experience. It is your own journey, but uh-huh. there is very little. Story. As far as like, very what is story. the narrative and what are the characters doing? Well, not a lot. I like another one. Weirdly, probably on my top, definitely on my top ten list, maybe my top five of all time is the PS4 game Journey. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. yeah, which is very light on like actual story. Yeah, um, and yeah, very just, light on everything. Just it's atmosphere. Just, and... It's yeah, it's very much atmosphere. So like, I can I can get into yeah. a bunch of atmosphere and just okay. wandering around and doing stuff. That's cool. I can get into that. You're just an anomaly. I'm an anomaly. Mm-hmm. I'm a I'm a complicated profession. I don't like movies. Riley doesn't <laughs> like video games. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of true. Mm-hmm. Kind of true. And yet we both watch them. Yep. You don't watch that many movies though. And you don't watch that many video games. <laughs> I don't. That's not true. I do watch them. I don't place. play that many movies. I do play Uncharted, though, so I do. Hey. hey. Uh, Let's talk about KOTOR 2. Yes. We okay. need to talk about KOTOR 2. Yes. So we're going to try and follow the same format that we did with our previous episode. Hope that's cool. Z- Hope that's cool. Hope you enjoy it. Hope you don't hate these games. <laughs> Who You're hates in for these a... games besides like Zeke? No one hates these games except I Zeke. Game. I mean, yeah, not even does. Zeke hates the games. Can't enjoy playing them because the gameplay is not. Which is. Have you thought about not caring about gameplay like me? <laughs> it is understandable. Yes. There, there are old games. I, and see, I just because I am. I do like RPGs, but yeah. I'm pretty particular with the kinds of RPGs I can deal with. Like, mm-hmm. I like. My old like sixteen bit, like Super Nintendo era, like Chrono Trigger and Final Fantasy yeah. type games, t- turn based. I like can get into that, yeah. and I can get into like modern games like, uh, like Xenoblade that are in like Final Fantasy fifteen more, that are more like action, like real time yeah. kind of strategy. And I like Elder Scrolls. This is a kind of a mixture of that, yeah. where it is you can pause it whenever you want, yeah, and it, you're not actually hitting a button. To it swing. is turn based. It is based on dice rolls, yeah. But I really liked. I really liked the combat in this game. It, I I can see where Zeke is coming from though, because like it's not that he doesn't like. It's not that he's saying the stories are bad. Yeah. No, to be fair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just the combat. So like me, I could not play Fire Emblem for the life of me because yeah. I could not play the mechanics of I, that game. Which I get. Which, mm. but I've heard the stories are amazing, oh, and I was gonna really watch good. them on YouTube because that's fine. But yeah. Yeah. I mean, this game is is as close to like playing a tabletop RPG as you can get. Yeah, it really it's is. It's literally just the Dungeons and Dragons system, the D twenty system. There's a menu you can open up where you can see all the dice rolls. <laughs> like, yeah, like, you can't. I just you, discovered that. Yeah, you can like see. You're just like, oh, I only rolled an eighteen and I needed to roll a nineteen to hit that guy, and that's why I missed. Like, mm-hmm. it's it's literally just quickly doing D and D rolls behind mm-hmm. the scenes. But I can understand why someone wouldn't be into that because it's not you're you're not really doing much. Not yeah. to get too nerdy and lose everybody, but like right. I just tried to play Morrowind, which I, I love oh, for like yeah. the atmosphere and the story. But every time I try to get into that game, the gameplay is so based on dice rolls. But it also tries to be like it, yeah, action. It bugs me. Yeah. So like you're swinging your sword and you're clearly hitting the guy, right? But because there's like an element of chance to every hit, 
You'll swing your sword and hit a guy in the face five times in a row, and it won't actually connect. It's amazing taking that click away <laughs> makes it better because KOTOR just takes the click away. It yeah. does auto combat. You're going to swing no matter what. Yeah. And it takes the click away from you, and if you miss, well, that's fine. But like, if I'm clicking and I'm hitting something, I want to hit something. Yeah. You feel like I physically connected that hit right. as opposed to I am directing the action, and whether right. or not it hits is up to the, the yeah. game gods. RNGesus. RNGesus. Yeah. RNG, random number generators. You guys hey. like speedruns? I do, actually. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Actually. Hey, we should talk about KOTOR. Let's talk oh, about yeah. KOTOR 2. Oh, my God. Jake did not play it with the restored content mod. Jake Let's did not play it with the... Oh, can you find a list of the mod? I forgot to do that. Yes, I will do that. Uh, of stuff that is restored in the So let's, restored let's set the table mod. for let's this. Let's set because the table. From what I understand... Real world table or fake world table? Hey, you know what? We're about to eat some food, so probably a little bit of both, am I right? But anyway, <laughs> I... <laughs> I, uh, from what I understand, this game came out just one year yeah. from the first game, right. which means the development time would have been much less than a year. Yes. So, which is yeah. insane, insane because this is a big game and there is yeah. a lot to do. There's but a from, lot of new stuff too. Like yeah. They a lot of new stuff. assets, obviously, yeah. but. Even the reused stuff, stuff is done in a way where it feels new. And like, you know, you'll go to planets in the first one, but they've yeah. totally changed key elements of the plan. Mm-hmm. Um, from what I understand, a lot of content had to be cut to get the game out on time. Um, you know, stuff wasn't finished. Right. Things there's that like were supposed a, to like happen. There's a whole but planet they, that's missing. Really? There's, there's yeah. that much? Okay. Yeah. So what I understand is that modders, people who, like, tap into a game and fundamentally change key elements of it, uh, sometimes mods are just like, you can add in a character that's not supposed to be in the game. But from what I understand, I'm just explaining mods in case people don't know. <laughs> yeah. But... And to Zeke, because I know he doesn't know anything about mods. He doesn't know anything about and computers. I, no. <laughs> this game, people have modded the game to restore the stuff that was supposed to be there to begin with. Because there's so many, like... But this, this is not an official developer thing. I mean, One of the first right? things that's done, I, I feel like... No, it's not an official development one. This is just... Okay. But, the, but a lot of these things were, like, the... the um, Like, the code was there? Code... What's the... The textures... Textures for, and like assets. Like, and yeah, for the planet that's missing, are in we're on the CD. Oh, they just didn't have time to code it all and get it all implemented. Interesting. So like, there are lines recorded that are not in the game that are on the CD. Oh like, wow! Like I have all of the lines on my computer because I'm an idiot and I just have I sometimes go through and I listen to people talking for this <laughs> game. <laughs> I've got all I've got all the it. dialogue and there's like so much dialogue that is just yeah. not anywhere in the looking, game. Looking looking at this like an t- entire list or yeah. actually it's a partial list oh people yeah. i don't f- i can't find like full list there's a it. whole lot of um stuff. a lot of it is dialogue stuff yeah. that got cut huh. I'm, I'm looking through to see if i can find like the bigger things that were added back in but a lot of it's just like your companions reacting to things and that, that they and didn't react that's to. that's so surprising right. because yeah. there's so much dialogue in this game i think even more than the first one yeah <laughs> and, so and there was so going to be cut. even more if they had just given them like two years i can't like, imagine what this game here, would have been here's, like. a, here's one little interesting thing so a cut piece of thing when the exile asks about adam's past uh, depending on the in- on your influence with him, Adam might lie to the exile about it and then later talk to Kreia about it and you get seen about it. Oh, I thought that I saw that, but it must have been a different know. thing between him and Kreia. Okay, I, there, there's a couple scenes where him just, and Kreia yeah. talk wow. about stuff. Wow, interesting. But like, yeah, but the, I think the big things is there was a big planet that was cut. It was like a droid planet where oh. you would go to and like the droids were actually in control of the planet. That's so cool. Very cool idea. 
Um, it was like called it like M86 or something like that. I've actually never played that part before the mod because last time I played through the game, that part wasn't in the restored content mod. Oh, yet. so now it's I think a thing. it's in there now. So I think I'm gonna replay with with all the new stuff. That'd be really fun. There's also a section at the end with HK47. Um, in the very beginning of the game on Telos, when you get down onto the planet and you're like underground, yeah, making your way to where Atris is. We'll get into all this. Yeah. Um, there's like a door you can't get in that's like magnetically sealed. Right, yes. It's like, it's like it says like Droid Factory or something on it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's where they're making all the new HK droids. And at the oh. end of the game, while everyone goes to Tilo Station, it would have cut to HK by himself going through that old HK droid factory and oh. destroying all the copies of that himself. That makes sense because there's dialogue between yes. you and HK yeah. about him wanting yes. to destroy all of the old it, yeah. or the current That was HK originally models. supposed to happen and that was just another thing that got cut for time. That's so There's cool so much exists. stuff that got cut but like all the dialogue from that stuff is still in there. That's like, you nuts. Can hear H, you can hear the lines of HK talking to the other droids about to destroy them and stuff. I'm glad you guys have explained this because I always hear <clears> about well you have to play the cut content yeah. mod and I was like, well, how legit could it really be if it's just fans like trying to figure out what was there? But that makes sense. If it's stuff yeah, that's like... it's not fans. The fans have not made anything new. Yeah. They're literally just restoring things that are already on the disc. That's nuts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. It's just they've had years to do it when the Obsidian right. team had one year. <laughs> okay, so. so we're going to talk about KOTOR 2? Yeah, we keep on talking about it, and this is just a continuation of that. It is. This is actually nice because this list has it separated by um, planet. Oh, that's cool. Stuff. So, so when oh. we go to planets, we'll be able to see the mm-hmm. stuff that's cut. Awesome. Nice. So, backstory. Let's give a little backstory on where this game starts. Yeah, so this is this does take place after Knights of the Old Republic, but it's yeah. actually unclear at first what's happening. It, and it's unclear, yeah, how long. I, I, do, I don't know if they ever say exactly how long it's been. They don't. I don't think explicitly. At least people, I didn't encounter that. People from the first game are still alive. Like, Karth is still alive. Bastila is still alive. Yeah. Um, even though you don't run into them personally. Well, you do you run into can, Karth at the end. You can end, run. But, yes, you can run into but, them. But, like, basically, at the beginning, you don't really know what the situation is. No. But slowly, you start getting a little, like, little bits of backstory, and you start to understand how this game relates to the first one. Yes. But it's not immediately clear. That's kind of part of the fun. Yeah. Because it'll come out, but you, you, you are a person who has been outside of the galaxy for a while, and you yeah. don't know what's going on. Like, when you left the galaxy, Revan was still a bad guy, and then that was that, and you mm-hmm. don't know what's been going on ever since then. Um, so the tutorial of this game is kind of fun, I think, because you start as T3, the droid from the last game. You didn't this like tutorial it. tutorial sucks. You didn't like it? When yeah. it started out, and I was like, oh, no, what if this is a bad game? <laughs> the restored content mod allows you to skip it. Oh, you actually can. Yeah, you can. In the yeah, you normal can skip game. Okay. But I, I just figured I, I, shouldn't, I, yeah. I shouldn't skip it because I was like, well, I've never played it's, the game before. It's it's literally there just to give you the basic controls that you already learned in the, yeah. first, in the first game. But I think it's fun. Um, it's got a. It, it continues the theme, or it starts the theme of this intro being like them almost going for like a horror game. Yeah, there's a little. Mm-hmm. There's some horror elements in the game because like you're you're on the Ebon Hawk, which is like not in good shape. There's your character is knocked out in the medical bay, right? And Kreia is there and dead, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's on the she's on the Ebon yeah. Hawk and dead, and you're like, who are these people? Why do they have Revan's ship? Right, yeah. and why is the ship about to explode? And there's something banging on the door trying to get out, and you don't know what it is. 
and it's like it's a little scary at first yeah just because you don't know what's going on it's a really cool way to start the game i just did not find playing as t3 particularly right wait there's something banging on a door trying to get out yeah yeah what is that i I haven't played that that restored content must be because i don't remember what you're talking about there in the main room where juhani was in the first game Uh that little cabin yeah the door is shut and every time you walk up to it, it like rattles and like something is banging oh. on that door trying What's to get out. HK, HK fifty oh. is in there. He's on the ship with you. Fun. And he he got locked in that room by oh. someone or something. Yeah. Oh, and so, that's cool. but you don't you never see him hmm. right. until you get to the station. So you just know that something's in there. <clears throat> that's interesting. So, anyway, tutorial over. You land on Paragus which is a fueling station. It's the mining station. And Paragus is a slogus a little bit. It is a little bit of a slog. <laughs> but it is probably, it's more fun, I don't know, actually. I, I think I liked, um, not Telos. Terrace. Terrace. I think I like Terrace more than More Paragus. than Paragus. I like Paragus because it's, again, it's like it's like a horror game. It throws you into the situation and you have no idea what's going on. Yeah. Everyone is dead. The only time you run into people are like through holograms. Where, oh like, yeah, that is crazy. No, I'm sorry, I forgot. I was thinking, you're thinking of, of Telos. I was thinking of Telos. Yeah, Telos Paragus is, little, is cool. Paragus is the one is the place where no one's around. The yeah. only thing you run into is this HK50 droid, which looks like HK47, and you're it like, does. that's weird. But he's green. Why? Right. Where's HK? Where's my droid? But yeah, you you <clears throat> find these holograms of <clears throat> like people giving their last video log it's before their death right um it's kind of dead spacey in that way it's yeah pretty cool yeah and and so you're just trying to piece together what what has happened to the station where's everyone gone and how do i get out of here jake's touching my feet Ew. <laughs> Ew. um so on paragus the great thing that this game does we held on to the spoiler for the last game until the very last second of yeah. our first episode mm-hmm. But I think in this game, I think it's better to know the twist, the quote-unquote twist. Yeah. yeah, it'd be hard to talk about it without it. In in the first, like, minute of this game, you run into the bad guy, the ultimate villain of the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you do. And she joins your party. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You literally spend, from, like, moment one of this game, you spend the whole game with the ultimate villain who you have the fight against at the very end. Yeah. And I think that is such a cool concept it's for fantastic. a video game. It's fantastic. And it, it is very unique. There's not many games where the villain is in your party the yeah. whole time. You grow attached to them, mm-hmm. form a relationship, and then you fight them at the end. Yeah. It's pretty It's pretty unique. It's pretty unique, and it's, it's pretty... Um, and I would say it's kind of obvious that she's the bad yeah, guy from the very beginning. That's why I'm fine spoiling it because it's not really like a big secret that she is someone with a shady past. Yeah, the game <laughs> does not try to trick you into thinking, oh, she's just she's going right. to be fine. Right. It is like at various points throughout the game, you'll be off doing something and it'll cut to her just, yeah, having stuff. a conversation with somebody mm-hmm. on your ship about you and why like they should maybe kill you or... You know, just being conniving. Mm-hmm. Like, you're very much aware, but it, you do have an actual force bond with this character. Mm-hmm. You do, and yes. you, So you're kind of attached to the hip, whether you like it or not. Yeah, so the force bond starts right away, too, because you mm-hmm. are, yeah. like, in a, a culto vat. You're recovering. You've been poisoned, and you're yeah. recovering in this vat. It looks like the back of the tank a little bit from it Empire, yeah. you know? Yeah. But it's, like, an energy field. It's like what... um. Like in Attack of the Clones, where like Obi Wan is held, it does kind of look thing. like that. Yeah. yeah. Hey, by the way, one hey. thing we totally forgot to mention about Kotor One um, is that 
weird little dude on Manon who talks to you and is like, hey, I'm part of this secret organization. The Gino Haradin. The Gino Haradin. Yeah. Which is cut, <laughs> which is cut content from the first game, mm-hmm. and then they had to cut it in this game too. Yep. <laughs> oh, what? oh, that well, weird guy on Manon. There's something with he, him. He was a he was a Rodian, wasn't? Yeah, he? the Rodian so, guy. Yeah. yeah. And you yeah. try to talk to him. He's like, ah, uh, yeah, part of a secret thing. I remember that guy. That was supposed to be this mm-hmm. whole side mission about this guild of assassins called the Geno Haradin. And they cut it from like the first that. game. It got cut from the first game. I for kept time. talking mm-hmm. that. I kept on going back and talking to that guy. Yes, it's pretty much the Dark yeah. Brotherhood from <laughs> the Elder Scrolls. I'm about to say, yeah. Um, but then there's in this game, it comes up again in a couple points where I like people so, are talking yeah. about the Geno Haradin, and you're like. Excuse me, what is this? Yeah. Why am I supposed to know this? But there were definitely more things in this game where I was like, I don't understand what people are talking about. Yeah. And, that, and, and I think a lot content, of it has to do with yeah. cut content. Yeah, it's it must. just like they yeah. couldn't cut they cut all the stuff that they could, but they had to leave some things and Well, it's kind of like Rise of Skywalker in the fact that yeah. the beginning was supposed to be Kylo finding this oracle on Mustafar. It was supposed to be very clearly Mustafar. Mm-hmm. And this Character trees. was supposed to Sitting kind of on top of a baby head. Yeah, and it was <laughs> yeah. I've seen that concept art. <laughs> yeah, it looks cool. cool. And it th- this character was supposed to explain the concept of the Force dyad to Kylo, and mm. so but that was cut. So, so they, now they leave the randomly halfway like, through the movie, sorry, he's what? like, "There's yeah. something I know, which is that we're a dyad in the Force." And like, what is that? <laughs> no one's ever talked so about so that. So that this game has some things like that. If you're yeah. playing like me, just on a console, and they're both of equal quality. Um, yes. <laughs> exactly the same. Exactly the same in quality. Why do you start out on the Paragus? Well, why are you, you there as a character? Well, you don't really know. the The mystery of like how you guys got on the Ebon Hawk are is a little fuzzy. Yeah, you, you do find out eventually that you were on um, the Harbinger. Okay, that's the other word that ba- Bioware always uses is Harbinger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, which is like a, it's the same class as like the Endar Spire, and the Harbinger got taken over by the Sith, Sion mm. specifically, Darth Sion. Oh, okay. And you were stationed on the Harbinger, and then when all that stuff kind of went down, somehow you got to the Ebon Hawk with your droid, and then Kreia as well. Like it's it's not really clear how you and Kreia okay. got thrown together. Mm-hmm. Uh, and all this kind of stuff. That was something that I, I kind of remained fuzzy on yes. for the rest of the game. I, I was like, I don't quite. I, I think it's supposed to be fuzzy, or maybe yeah. there's even more some, something that was cut. But no, you, that makes you sense. were on a Republic ship that got taken over by the Sith, and then somehow made it to the Endar or the Ebon Hawk. Okay. Um. So Kreia, let's talk about this. Let's yeah. talk about Kreia. Basically, she's kind of your only chance of escape. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you kind of have to work together. But she wears a hood. Mm-hmm. She has white hair. Can't really see her eyes. Can't see her eyes. You get glimpses every once in a while, and it looks like she's blind. Mm-hmm. And she just uh, seems kind of scary enough to know good. Yeah, she... <laughs> from the very beginning. From the very beginning, she seems like this... I don't trust this person. Yeah. It, it seems like she knows everything that's going on, and you don't, and she's not telling you any of it. Yeah, she's revealing yes. it when she feels it's right. Yes. And, like, she clearly knows more about you than you do about her. Uh-huh. And... That's just too bad. She's not going to tell you things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it doesn't feel frustrating. It feels like it's tantalizing. No. It's a yes. good. It's a good decision that the mm-hmm. game makes. Because and and what I think the game, why I think it all pays off in the end is eventually by the end of the game she has told you everything. Yeah. Like by the end of the game she's not keeping secrets from you anymore. When you go into that final fight with her, mm-hmm. she's like laid everything on the table and she's like, "This is why. This is what I was trying to do. It didn't work. I'm mad at you." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Um, so Paragus is 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 just like a fun. Uh, I I find it fun. It's definitely more fun than Telos. The next the next part. Telos is oh. very much just terrorist. Telos again, drags kind on. Of. It, a Telos bit. drags on a little bit. I like Telos. <laughs> there's there's some, a lot of fun stuff. There, it but does have some. There's fun some stuff. diversity in it than just you know one ship. That's true. Yeah, which I like. Plus, you can go down to the uh, planet eventually yeah, too, which that the, part's kind yeah. of fun. Oh yeah, go yeah. down to the planet of Telos. Um, but the other thing that happens on Paragus that's that's kind of important is you run into this guy named Atten Rand. Who's yes. been in prison on you the station? You run into him in your underwear. You are in your underwear. Yeah, yeah, because you don't start with that with any armor yes. or anything. Yeah, this is the game where you start in your underwear and you continue <laughs> in your underwear for a very long time. Yeah, it's like people who do just like underwear Breath of the Wild runs. <laughs> yes. Uh, so Atten, of course, will make a joke about that. Uh, yeah, I guess if you play a female, he hits on you. He totally does, and he's very disappointed when you finally find yeah. clothes. Yes, yes, he is. And when you're a guy, he's like, "Oh, thank goodness, you finally found clothes." Um, toxic Adam. And in toxic in Adam. this conversation with Adam, you get to decide who your Revan was. Yes, I love this. Was oh, your yes. Revan female, male, war hero? Yeah, this was really villain. cool. Mm-hmm. I was wondering how the game would handle this because yeah. I've never played Mass Effect, but from what I understand, they they find ways of carrying over your they, choice. Mass Effect yes. games. They, Mass Effect was like. It, we got to the technical level enough that you just pull your save from the previous oh, game. Oh, okay, okay. So it has all the choices you made from yeah. your previous yeah. save. So obviously... But this game, they couldn't do they that They couldn't yet. do that. So I was curious as to like... I know I'm sure there's a canon Revan, so I, I wonder if it's just going to force Revan to be a, a male. Yeah. Uh, but no, you can... Like through your dialogue choices, you can indicate yeah. that Revan was a woman. And then just for the rest of the game, everyone... You and know, you can we'll choose whether to. Revan chose the light side or dark yeah. side. That's ending, right. Yeah, which, which changes things a lot. Oh yeah. Did you? Cho- so you must have chosen female light side. Yeah, because I did end up with a light side ending. Because mm-hmm. if you if you chose like female dark side, then Karth isn't around. Yeah. Because dark side Revan oh, kills Karth. Oh. And if you chose like male, then you would get weird scenes like with Bastila yeah. in and out, and not scenes with Karth. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's cool. So it does change a lot of stuff depending on what you what you choose there. Why can't I have? infinite time to, to just play replay these games. games. I know. Man, it's a shame. Play every single option. Yeah. I, you should have discovered this game when you were 14, Jake. I know. <laughs> uh, that, that was my thing. I was, I was like, man, if I was a teenager, yeah. I could just do all this stuff and there would be no responsibilities for me. I did. <laughs> <laughs> I did that. Well, I, I mean, I replayed all my other favorite games a million times. <laughs> yeah, I would have replayed true. this one too. Um, so Atten is a very interesting character. At first he seems like Oh, they just did Han Solo. Yeah. To me, I was like, oh, they just did Karth again. Yeah, yeah, he's kind of like Karth and Han but Solo. With a slightly like, less oh. interesting character design. He's he's more snarky than Karth because Karth kind of is humorless yeah. and whiny. Mm-hmm. And then <laughs> Atten has a little bit more of a personality when it comes to that. But then it's just like, okay, I see what they're doing. And then throughout the course of the game, you realize there's a lot more to Atten than yeah. you there is. Yeah, that's... and that's how it goes with every character in this mm-hmm. game. I think I was about to say, I think this game. In some instances, doesn't it seems eventually like it's an intentional choice. You get these characters and you're like, there's nothing really that interesting about this guy. I don't really care. But then you start to care. Like I guarantee you we're gonna run into that with so many characters for this, even yeah. characters you thought you wouldn't care about. Right. Yeah. You're gonna run you're gonna be like, I, I can't believe I missed that one. Yeah. Them. Yeah. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but this this game lets go of like the big side quests for each companion and instead yeah. instead it just yeah. continues with development of the character the whole time. Absolutely. Yeah, there That's are no right. there are yeah. no like no one has there's no mission where you go mm-hmm. meet your son on Korriban or yeah. something yeah. like that. Which is 
it's what makes this game feel different, but it's it's not a step down, I don't think, because no. it's just different. I yeah. was really interested in like, oh, I want to. Um, is it is it Marin? What's her name? Not Marin from Fallen Order. <laughs> yeah, from Fallen Order. <laughs> That's Marin. She showed up in the game. Mira. 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 Yes, Mira. Mira. Uh, no, it's not no. Mira. Who's the Visus? Um, I guess I am thinking of Mira. Mira is really Mira's dense the and bounty hard. Hunter. To, okay, Mira. Yeah, yeah. Mira. You, like she has a really hard exterior. It yes. takes when you so first, long to get. To when know you her. first meet her, she's so cool, and you think she's mm-hmm. kind of like flirting with you, and you're like, "Oh, we have an immediate connection." Turns yeah. out, no, no, she's playing you. She's hunting you, <laughs> and that's just her thing, and that's how she mm-hmm. hunts people down. And after that, it's like impossible to get through to her. But every time you do, it feels like, "Oh, I, I broke through, and I'm a little yeah. closer mm-hmm. to this character." And it really feels feel satisfying. Like real. She feels like a real person. They she really all does. Feel like real people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My favorite thing about Mira is if you are a male. You can try and flirt with her, and she shuts you down so fast. She's like, ew, you're so old. And she's like, I would never, yo, you're like, I think of you as like a dad or something. She's like, I would never, you're, I think she says I'm like, you're older than my dad or something like <laughs> they, that. Uh, this is something that we didn't talk about last time, but I think it's even more prevalent in this time. Where like, at a certain point, I realized, like, I have a party of exclusively women, and that's not usually how RPGs go. That's <laughs> or true. Or any game that that's exists. That's true. Like I, yeah. my main character was a woman, and then I had Bastila and Mission. Ba- I guess I had yeah, but yeah. in the second game, like my main character was a woman, and then I had you could uh, have Kreia, Vistas, Vistas, Mira, and Mira, and or yeah, Kreia. Well, hand, I always had Kreia. You can't get Handmaiden. Because, yeah, I didn't have Handmaiden. Yeah, you can't get. Handmaiden. But that's another that female sucks. character if if you play as a male. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it, this is a very diverse game, and that's, it is. That that's another thing that made it kind of a bummer retroactively thinking about. Fallen Order, I was like, man, it really would have been better if Cal was a created character. Yeah. There's just no real need to make him. No, he didn't have mm-hmm. to be the way he was. Didn't have to be that guy. Yeah. The only issue is, like, maybe they thought about a sequel, and they're like, we don't want to have to, have to worry and... about, you know, importing <laughs> what someone looks like and yeah. stuff like that. <clears throat> Which, uh, I guess, makes sense. It does. That's so dumb. It's EA. They know how to do it. Yeah. Just do it. I think. Just do it. But because it'll probably come out on whatever the next console is, then you got to figure out logistically. That's true. Figure it out. Cloud you know. saves. We got clouds. clouds. We got cloud saves for everything Guys, these days. Never heard of clouds. Have you ever? Kotor okay. two. Kotor two. So yeah. So they, by the we'll end, we'll talk of, a lot about characters at the end. I think more than we did in the first one. Yeah. Maybe, by the end perhaps. of the first little area in, which is what is this Paragus? It's a mining Pro- facility. See, it's I a, never, I never remember what the point of Paragus is. That's what I'm trying to think. Like, yeah. why are you there? That's where the Ebonhawk went. You're just trying to escape. That's where the Ebonhawk like, went. Where, that's where T3 sent the... That For some reason, that was the only place with... Like, the star charts only went to Paragus. That's right. Okay. the Ebonhawk. You start out playing as a droid. He sends yeah. the Ebonhawk there. Yeah. Okay. So, then you have been on the station for weeks, unconscious. And um, all this stuff has gone down. And everyone is dead. And you don't know why. Well, it turns out there's this droid called HK-50. Who looks like HK forty seven from the last game, except he's green, and you're like, okay, well, this is kind of weird. I guess maybe that's my new companion. Like, right. I'll get him, but no, he's actually hunting you, the last yeah. Jedi, mm-hmm. yeah. which is said multiple times in this game. It they is. say the last Jedi all the time because uh, they think that you are the last Jedi. The Sith are hunting you, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and and on Paragus is where you start to get a little clue, specifically from Atten, about what has happened on in the galaxy since the last game. Right. The Jedi, pretty much gone. They think you're the only one left, which isn't quite true, but they think that you're the only one left. 
The Sith, pretty much gone. There's two of them, which isn't quite true, but mm-hmm. <laughs> they think there's only two of them left. And so it's just like the rest of Paragus and the rest of the game really are like you trying to figure out Okay. What happened? I just left. Like, it doesn't matter <laughs> if your Revan was light side or dark side or anything. Yeah. It's just like, what happened still between not great. Like, the celebration where Revan mm-hmm. gets a medal and a few years later, the Jedi and the Sith are gone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it there's like several points in the game where, I don't know if it's specifically said, but it's just like the, the galaxy is not right. Like, there's something wrong yeah. fundamentally with the way that the galaxy is right now. Mm-hmm. And there's a reason for it, but you're like part of the game is trying to figure out why is the galaxy like gross right now? What is like there's something fundamentally wrong in the galaxy? What is it? And this game has spoiler alert. This game has an intangible quality to it where it really just makes it feel like something's not right. Like it really Mm -hmm. everything feels off. Everything feels off. It has way more of a sense of like foreboding. Mm -hmm. There's just this ominous like curtain over everything the whole time and you're just like this you can't really describe it because it's still fun. The dialogue's fun. Mm -hmm. Characters are fun. But there's just something that's kind of a downer about everything, and you can't quite figure out what that is. You see how excited I am? <laughs> yeah, I, it's getting rules. Riley's never been so excited. I've in his never life. been this excited in my but life. Yes, really, you're absolutely right. Yeah, it, it was something I was conscious of. I was like, I can't really put my finger on why, but this game is bleaker than the first one. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Even though it's not, it doesn't do anything that's that overtly more bleak than the first one. No. Um, yeah, it just does a really good job. It's, I mean, mm-hmm. that's kind of like the Last Jedi, where it's everybody's fun and zany but mm-hmm. it, is, it is a darker movie yeah yeah you described this to me as, as if kotor is force awakens and kotor 2 is last jedi and i think yeah. that is a very good description yeah uh so to leave paragus you have to get the like the star charts from um the harbinger which docked which is the ship that you were on yeah that's right but now it is controlled by the sith but then you go on that ship and there's nobody on it. And you're like, okay, mm-hmm. what is happening? Why is everyone everywhere dead? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So then you're sneaking around that ship and eventually you find out that the Sith have just been like stealthed the whole time. And Darth Sion is somewhere on the ship. So oh, like yeah. in the first hour of the game, maybe not hour, first two hours of the game, mm-hmm. you meet like the two big bad guys of yeah, the series. You do. It's crazy. So you leave Paragus, you get on board the Harbinger. It's, uh, unoccupied scions on there somewhere and it's been it's sort of been discussed that you and Kreia have a force bond at this point um but but you don't your force bond is like physical yes up until yes. this point you don't know that right like she's been in your head and she can talk to you and you're like why are you how are you able to talk to me like this and well something happens like while you're on progress right yes yeah is it right? Is it? No, it's, it's on Paragus. It's, it's, it's on Paragus. It's as you're like leaving okay. Paragus. Yeah. So like on Paragus, you are, you make it clear to her, here's what I love about the dialogue in this game, is you have, unlike Revan, which is a character, I think I mentioned this in our anniversary episode, but it's one of my favorite things about this, what this game does. As Revan in the first game, you are, your memory has been wiped and you don't know anything about your past and they, it's never explicitly said, but you're kind of an amnesiac who doesn't know anything about your past and what's going on. Okay. Right. This game, you are playing a real character who has been around, and they don't know what's been going on in the galaxy because they've been like off. 
but they know all of their history. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. In the way that the game translates that to you, lets you know what your own history is, is through the dialogue options you don't choose. So, like, when you're talking with Atten, you've got, like, seven different things you can say. And one of them will say, well, you know, I've been out of the galaxy a while. I don't really know what's going on. Well, that's how you find out that you're out of the galaxy. But if you don't choose that one and you pick something else, it leads to the exact same response by Atten. Because I've played through the game many times and, like, some, there are some conversations where no matter what you choose, he says the same thing. Mm-hmm. But what it's doing is it's teaching you about yourself, about the exile and where you've come from. Yeah. So it, it does the same thing when you're talking with Cray where you'll be like, well, I don't really feel the force anymore like I used to. It's just like and you, you're starting to learn that you have been cut off from the force. Yeah. You think that the Jedi have cut you off from the force when you left the Jedi Order. And Cray is like, that might not be entirely true or like maybe you're feeling the the force through our bond. And then as you leave Paragus, she um sacrifices herself against um it's not sacrifices when you leave her hand. It's when you leave yeah. it's when you leave um the Harbinger, not when you leave Paragus. Okay, yeah. So when you leave the Harbinger, Sion is there and her and Sion fight and this is like the first real hint that you get that like there's more about Kreia than she's letting on. Because Sion's like, oh, it's good to see you again. <laughs> I've, right. I've learned so much more than what you could have ever taught me. And yeah. you're like, oh, okay. So this is, who is this again? Who is yeah. this Kreia? And and he cuts her hand off and it cuts to where you are. And it's, you're like, ow, my hand just got cut off. Right. <laughs> Anybody getting Ash and Echo vibes here? I was about to say. <laughs> Did you write this before? Anybody or else after? getting after. Ash yeah, and I definitely Echo. wrote after. <laughs> So you have a force bond with Kreia. She lets you know the more you talk to her is like the reason you're probably feeling the force again is not because you are feeling the force again. You are still kind of cut off from the force, but you always had this ability to form connections with people and your connection with Kreia is reestablishing your connection to the force. You're like, you were like literally leeching off of Kreia to use the force. And she's like, that's awesome. I love this. (laughs) And, And she really does. Yeah. And like, but it's not intentional. It's not intentional. No. It's just something that happens. Yeah, I I wanted to stop down real quick and just yeah appreciate what you were saying. Where thank you. And it's I mean just first of all great stuff. Love all, I love everything you're saying. Um, this game is very clever because yeah the most RPG games have to make you an amnesiac because mm-hmm. you have to it's be able such to a earnestly trope. you have to be able to ask questions and if you knew everything you wouldn't have a reason to ask questions. It would make it difficult to interact with the other characters, yeah. but because they give you so many options, it's almost like you're getting a glimpse inside the character's head. Mm-hmm. Because of all the thoughts that they have, you're able to discern. Oh, okay, this is this character's backstory. Yeah, just by all the dialogue options, that's pretty clever. It is. This game that was developed in like nine months is really yeah. smart and well written and good. What just what if they gave them two years? I can't imagine what they would have done. I know. In two years. Um, and maybe it's one of those things where it was like lightning in a bottle where if they had more time they would have added stuff that didn't need to be there in the game overall yeah, got worse or, or they would have like yeah. overthought things yeah, and like knows? oh this is maybe, too weird maybe this game only came out like this because they had to do everything so quickly yeah. you never know but like I just imagine if they had more time it could have been something really really yeah. Um, but yeah and it also does the cool thing of like you're not an amnesiac but like I mentioned you are you are you've you're been out of away. town for a while. You're out of town for a very long time, and you don't exactly 
find that out until you maybe meet up with Atris about why you were gone for so long. Um, but you're just like, you keep telling people, yeah, I haven't been in the galaxy for a while. I'm like, didn't you hear about Revan? Like Revan turned back to the light side and saved the Jedi. And you're like, well, where are all the Jedi? And they're like, oh, they're dead. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. <laughs> the galaxy is messed up right now. <laughs> and so you leave Paragus, you leave the Harbinger. And the only thing, uh, the only location that you have in your galaxy map is the Telos station. Probably the weakest part of the game, narratively. But, I would agree. But I think there's still a lot of fun stuff to happen there. It's just that like, yeah. the game only goes uphill well, from Telos. Yes, so. and it, for me, I thought it was cool to see Telos because that was Karth's That's true. home planet. This was Karth's yeah. planet. And now he's there helping rebuild. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yes. That is cool. Um, we don't ever get to talk to him, really. But no, not not have a real conversation. But again, he doesn't have any connection to your character mm-hmm. or anyone in your like. You don't have any returning. Well, that's not true. You have a few returning, mm-hmm. a couple returning characters. The two droids, Just the droids, yeah, and maybe one other guy. Mandalore is oh, also yeah, yeah, right. again. Um, but yeah, so I don't know what I was saying. I got too many thoughts I need well, to say. Someone else take the lead here. I think Telos is, talk about stuff. is cool because it is like um. In the last game, the, the first planet, where it it's a lot of side quests. But yeah. this, it works well. This game is almost like showing off, in a way, in this part of the game. It's not just like, we're padding out the length, so you have to do a bunch of side quests. This is, you genuinely don't know what to do. At least I didn't. I was like, I don't know what to do. And you're just kind of let loose, like... Walking around the station. Find out what to do. I don't know. Find a way to get out of here. Yeah. Um... And what it allows you to do is you're just exploring, you're talking to people. It seems seemingly every character that you talk to has some kind of little side quest. Mm-hmm. And they all have a lot of options. And I was just like overwhelmed by just how many choices that you had and how complex the decisions were and the unintentional decisions, un- un- unintentional consequences of the decisions you make. Like, for instance, there's a pretty, what you think is a straightforward side quest. I talked about this on Discord. This is one of the coolest parts of the game, and it happens in this, like, first area. Mm-hmm. Uh, you talk to this guy, and he's like, oh, my my wife, or not my wife, but my my lover, she was stolen away, and this guy, uh, now she has to dance in the bar. Go save her. She's a Twi'lek. Yeah. And now she's being forced by this cruel master to dance in the local bar. Yeah. She's like, oh, okay, I've done this kind of thing before in games. And I think, like, if you beat him in a game of um, uh, Pazak, you yeah. can get her back. Yep. So it teaches you how to play Pazak, which is really fun. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it's better in this game than it is in the first game. Because in the first, I agree. In the first game... You always have to go first with Pazak, yes. which puts you at a disadvantage every game. Whoever yes. goes first is at a disadvantage. And in this game, you take turns going yes. first. Like a real game. And there's a very funny moment. I don't know if you ever saw it between T3 and Atten, where Atten's like, I, so. I don't he's like, I don't want to play Pazak with you. Besides, you always cheat. You always make me go first. <laughs> it's like the computer always cheats and makes me go first. That's really funny. <laughs> I didn't see that, but that's really that's good. Very good. Yeah, so you uh you can beat this guy, and you can... First of all, you have a choice after you beat the guy, because the the deal was, mm. okay, if I beat you in a game of Pazak, 
I control her. Now. I control She's her. Mine. So you you have the choice if you want to. You can say, okay, well, now I control her, so you keep dancing here, and yeah. I'm just going to take all of your earnings and be a huge jerk. And you can go back and then many times just, in the game and make, get money from her every money, time. Wow. Which I Free did, money. Which I did not do because I was like, that would suck. <laughs> That's really bad. But I was amazed that that was even an option. Yeah. Um, I was like, no, okay, you're free. You're coming with me. And she's like, I don't want to go back to that guy, but you owe me now, so I have to. And you're yeah. like, oh, shoot. Something's weird here. So then you go back, and it turns out that this guy was way worse than the guy that she he, was. He, like, gambled her away. He, like, he was, like, using her yeah. as, like, as his bet, and is just like, he's terrible, too. And her life was terrible. And basically, no matter what dialogue option you choose, either, like, again, you can, like, make her go back and, like, well, never mind. I own you. Go dance for me or whatever. Yeah. Um, no matter what you choose, she's like, I'm not going to stick with this guy. I'm just going to go back dancing because at least then yeah. I am in somewhat control of my life. Yeah, she's just like, she's like, that thanks for freeing like me. like a mini summary of this entire game. Yes, I, yes, thought, yeah, I thought it was the same thing. Yeah. It was like, okay, so you, you think you saved somebody, but you actually... Put them in a worse situation, and now they're mad at you. Yeah. The whole point yeah. of this game is stop meddling in other people's lives. Yes, it is. And there's a, yes. a big illustration of this when we get to Nar Shaddaa, but we're not there yeah. yet. But this game is, like, this introductory area is all these little side quests, and all of them have this theme of, like, oh, okay, you need help uh, selling stuff in your shop. Okay, well, I'll just go and do and then you get roped into a crime syndicate, and all yeah. of a sudden you're yeah. murdering you get, people. You get used to it from the last game. Is like that's you know, there's no repercussions for anything. You're just doing quests. You're doing little side right, right. Quests, repercussions whatever. all over the place. But yeah, this game, the you, you get uh, introduced to that immediately. Yeah, the, the yeah. message of this game is what gives the Jedi or the Sith the right to decide anything for the universe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And ultimately, what gives the Force the right to decide anything for the universe? Yes. Why? Why are we still listening to these things, these yes. institutions? And that's in like that. Yeah, that thing is like that's very much the message. Like, like you said, don't meddle with people's stuff. Like, just leave them alone. Like, why? Why are you better than anyone else? Yeah, and so this this whole first area, it's a betrayal of Star Wars, just like the Last <laughs> Jedi. This is why I don't get like I it, go to Star Wars to be happy and uplifted. Then I don't need these messages. But that what's that was so weird is when people said like the Last Jedi like crapped all over Legends. I was like, this is the Legends that you like. Yeah, and like all throughout this game, I just felt like this was just giving me a spoonfuls of my favorite kind of Star Wars cereal over and over again. If I ever want to get like really irritated, if I'm in a mood where I'm like, I just want to be mad right now. <laughs> yeah. I go to any video on YouTube about Knights of the Old Republic 2. Doesn't matter the video. Doesn't matter what quality. The, there are some out there that I really like that make great points and uh-huh. I enjoy. Scroll down to the comments. <laughs> and the first five comments you see will be like, this is what Star Wars should have been. I can't believe Disney ruined everything with The Last Jedi. Yep. This is what true Star Wars is. And I'm like, it's the same thing. I, yeah. It's the same thing. It really is. It's really the same thing. The, what what blew my mind about this, like, Luke is kind of Kreia in The Last Jedi. Yes. Which I did not know. He's Kreia light. Because Kreia's whole thing is, is reinforcing the point you that you guys should say. You $1.99 for the full version. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or watch this ad. <laughs> She's unlimited Hulu <laughs> and he's ad version Hulu. But yeah, like Kreia's whole point is, hey, everything you do is going to have ripple effects. Yes. Maybe don't do anything. Yeah. But 
But why do we Jedi decide that we have yeah. to do everything? And we only in, seem to make things worse. In the Last Jedi, there was a one of the deleted scenes is it was Luke's third lesson, which isn't in the movie, but right. it's a deleted scene. And it was you can watch it on Disney Plus. It's there too. You yeah. can watch the deleted scene, and it's fully done with CGI mm-hmm. and everything. They just cut it. And Luke uh, points out the window. They're in that like upper chamber on Octo. The sun is setting. It's right after Ray has just said, you know, that uh, maybe the galaxy needs Luke Skywalker legend, yeah. even though you don't want to be. He points out the window. He looks at the ocean. And there's these ships that are coming in <laughs> towards the caretakers. And he's like, okay, look, these are marauders coming in. They're going to raid and kill the caretakers. She's like, oh, my God, I have to go. He says, no, no, no. If you kill them, they're just going to come back stronger <laughs> next season. So a true Jedi wouldn't do anything. They would just let this violence happen. Mm-hmm. And so Ray's like, no, you're wrong. I'm going to go and I'm going to... And so she goes and it turns out that was not happening at all. Luke no, they were lying. just like friends. They were like the yeah, husbands it was coming like, back for yeah. a party. Yeah, but that kind of lesson is the kind of thing that Kraya does constantly. constantly. She does all of these things just to illustrate to you To make you feel like an idiot. The Jedi and the Sith. They're bad. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. Well, that's why I hate Kraya so She much. makes you feel like an idiot all the time. <laughs> I know. That's I found this amazing. I, ama- I, I love I, a strong, powerful woman who makes me feel like an idiot. <laughs> Chelsea, come on the show. That's, that's um, why I love Admiral Holdo so much. Oh, yeah. Um, I was trying to... That screenshot I posted the other day. We should talk about the influence system, maybe, because it's yeah different in this game, right? It is very different. In the, in the last game, you have one skill, Persuade, and with Persuade, you um, that's how all your, your conversations are done. Like If you have a high enough Persuade level, you can get anyone to talk to you about anything, no matter what. And... It works sometimes, but, like, there could be a situation where, like, you're on a mission and you do something that Zalbar hates. And he's like, I can't believe you would have, you killed an innocent person like that. I'm like, I hate that you've done that. And then you go back to the ship, and if your persuade is high enough, then Zalbar's like, okay, I'll tell you my life story. Right, right. Where this game adds an influence system, where if you do that thing on the mission that Zalbar doesn't like, then your influence with him goes down. And when you try to talk to him, he's like, no, I don't really like you. I know what you've done, and I don't really like you in this moment. Now you can make his influence rise yeah. again, and maybe you'll get that that conversation. And we've talked about this, Jake. It is equally like the greatest and worst system in a video game ever because it's such a cool idea, and it makes you actually think about the things you're saying and doing. And the and the other character's perspective on what you're and saying. And the other character's like, perspective. Well, how would how they, they react? How is the, yeah, how is this, which is what we do in real life all the time. How is right. this person going to react if I say this? And it's also bad because it locks so much it behind. It makes it impossible to figure out everything in, that it, is going to happen in that game. Literally impossible to see everything in because one playthrough. Well, and you can do one thing and one character will like it, but the other one's probably not going yeah. like, yeah. to like it. So you, you got to choose who you want to lock out. Yep, exactly. Yeah, it, it's very smart because that is what real life is like. You really do. Sometimes you'll say something you think is a perfectly innocent comment, but because of their past experiences, Mm-hmm. That triggers something in them, and they shut down emotionally. Yes. Maybe even just subtly, but they you lose influence with them. Yeah. <laughs> and so you will have a conversation. You'll say something you think is an innocent comment, and you'll get this like notification like, influence lost. Mm-hmm. And you're like, no! I forgot to say before this moment. Crap. <laughs> Crap. Craig's not going to want to talk to me now. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, of course, other things like might give you light side or dark side points, depending on what you say. But 
yeah, it, it is a very smart system. Yeah, you posted that screenshot of like I pulled it up. It, <laughs> somebody so put, the end of the conversation, it'll pop up like a little pop up will come up and tell you how the conversation went, like whether or not you gained influence, lost influence, whatever. So this screenshot this is not gonna make any sense to anybody, but I'm gonna say it because I'm gonna talk <laughs> to my friends at the table. It, the, it's the pop up and it says dark side points gained, light side points gained, net light side shift, influence gained, Kraya, influence lost, Kraya. <laughs> <laughs> so like nothing happened. <laughs> Conversation. Yeah, like which that is, happens all the time. Yes, yeah, it, it, especially when you're talking with Kraya. Oh, with you'll Kraya, be like, you'll say something. She's like, "Good, you're learning," and then she'll say something. You're like, "You're such an idiot. You're yeah. not listening." <laughs> then you learn nothing. Yeah, and, yeah, but it, but it like it all works. It doesn't feel frustrating. It feels like an actual conversation you're having with someone. Yeah, we're like not every interaction's great, but overall, you're like, right. I think I think we at least left on the neutral terms. Yeah, I think I went a little light side on that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, there's a couple more things that happen on Telos. Well, the whole thing is like this big conflict. That there's a lot of little things you can get involved. Yeah. There's a lot of little things you can get involved with. But when you first land, your ship is confiscated, and you are like put under house arrest at first because the Paragus mining facility blew up as you were leaving. Telos Station, which is above the planet, because the planet is still like. There's like nuclear fallout from what Malik did to the planet way back in the day. It's uninhabitable except to cut a certain few zones that they're trying to restore. So <clears throat> Paragus is the station that was providing all the fuel for Telos to keep it from the station from crashing down into the planet. Um, and now that Paragus has been destroyed because the Sith, either you destroyed it or the Sith destroyed it, depending on which choice you, you choose. What did you do? I don't remember. I, I, I just black out sometimes. I make choices. I don't know what I'm doing. There, because it's. I legitimately it's, don't remember what what is the choice. It's what as is, you're leaving, you're being pursued by the Harbinger and by Scion. You're on the Ebonhawk, and yeah. you have the option. You're like, Atten's like, if they keep shooting at us, one of these asteroids is going to explode, and then the whole place is going to glow up, blow up because it's all fuel everywhere. Glow up. The, it's going to glow up. All the asteroids are fuel, um, and you can say to Atten like. Fire on one of the asteroids, it might blow them up and we can get out of here. Oh, or, okay, I did not and, do that. Or you can do the one where it's just like, just keep trying to dodge. We just need to get out of the asteroid field. I think that's what I did. Either mm -hmm. way, the Sith blow it up or you blow it up and the and the mining facility is gone. So then Telos is like, what are we going to do now? We're going to crash into the planet. This is a very important restoration project because there have been so many planets from the Mandalorian War and the Jedi Civil War, that's what they call Revan's War, which is very important. Yeah, that's very interesting. That they call it the Jedi Civil War. That's not what they called it in the last game. They did not. And in this game, they call it the Jedi Civil War. When when Revan became a Sith, it is called the Jedi Civil mm -hmm. War. Very interesting. And there's so many planets that are just destroyed. And they're like, we're trying to rebuild, like we're do a rebuilding effort on this planet. If this one fails, the Republic isn't going to fund any other projects and all these outer rim worlds that have been destroyed are just going to be gone forever. So like this needs to succeed. And there are two factions trying to make this thing work. And I want to get you guys' opinions on these two factions. Okay. Because I think this is a very interesting part of the game. Okay. You have the Athorians, who are like these right. hippie naturalist mm -hmm. guys who want to... With their special plant room. Yeah, they're 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 like the light side people. They want to bring yeah. it back up to the beauty that Telos was before, and they want to fix everything to be just the way that it was. And then you also have a corporate entity with Zerka Corporation, who are in the first game. Yep, just this big conglomerate of like of 
capitalist jerks right right <laughs> who are just in everything for profit and they see a profit in this restoration effort now they're gonna fix the planet it's probably not gonna be as nice as what the authorians would do but it would be cheaper right and the authorians are spending a lot of money to get this done and so you have to choose a side who are you going to support are you going to support zerka where you know it might not might not be as good as Telos was, but you know it's going to be affordable, and we'll probably be able to get it working. Or you got the Authorians who like really want to make it work. Who did you side with? I, I know I, you were kind of going dark. I sided with the Authorians just because yeah. it felt like I hate capitalism, and it felt racist to go against the Authorians. <laughs> well, yes, a little bit. As soon as they were like the Authorians suck, I was like, what are we saying here? Yeah, mm-hmm. no, they're totally fine. Yeah, I think I go with them, but I usually I will go say, with the Authorians too. There were shades of like good points are being made where it's like mm, yeah i get it i i think and this i've seen this said before with like different people talking about the game i think a valid case can be made that if the authorians win that it's going to fail ultimately because they might yeah. restore mm-hmm. telos but they're going to kill any chance they have of restoring the rest of the galaxy because it's not going to be profitable enough yeah. And the Republic is probably not going to end up funding more restoration. So it's it's again where like a little choice like that about whose side you choose in this this one thing is like can have great repercussions with the rest of the galaxy and maybe it's a little more gray. I usually go with the Authorians too because they're good people. Yeah. And I'm trying to be a nice person. But ultimately is it better for the galaxy to go with this bad corporation who is actually going to get more done. I think I went a little, I think I kind of like double crossed Zerka because I, I definitely did a mission where I had to break in and steal something from like the Ithorian plant room, mm. which mm-hmm. gives you some dark side points. But I, I know I ultimately mm-hmm. yeah. sided with sided the Ithorians because you have to play as a droid and like sneak into the yeah. Zerka, yeah. which that droid part it's is such so a, good. It's so good. And if you go back through, there's no reason to do this, but there's obviously this is a huge level. There's multi- mm-hmm layers to it and there's droids scattered throughout that you can't talk to but if you go back there's unique dialogue yes just in this one tiny sequence of the game places that are so far out of the way from where so you i go did with it the mission mm-hmm. yeah. i i did i discovered that like the droids i was like i wonder if that droid up there that i talked to earlier i could talk to him and you totally can yeah they added dialogue for all that kind of stuff we're not mm-hmm. even dialogue but like yeah, yeah it's, it's so goofy it's crazy um it's crazy that they did stuff like that and had to cut so many things. Mm-hmm. Like I know. That's crazy. Uh, yeah, so the whole Zerka versus Authorian thing. I always, the, this Chodo Habat is the name mm-hmm. of the Authorian guy who's in charge of the restoration project. And he... I don't love Chodo. I don't love Chodo. Mm-hmm. First of all, bad name. <laughs> he might be on the list for bad names that we're going to do an episode on. Um, but he... He always he keeps talking about how he can sense your how you're cut off from the force and he might be able to heal you. Yeah, he does say that. Did you let him heal you? Because you can say no. In my last playthrough, I said no. I think I, I, think I said yes. I've said no before, but mm-hmm. I think I, I think I've, I've done yes too. If you say yes, he makes your connection to the force yeah. stronger and you get more force points and it makes you better. Mm-hmm. But Cray is like, d- is that really the way that you wanted to? To do yeah. that. Okay, that is what I did because I remember this conversation. Yeah, yeah. she's like, Are you sure? Like, first of all, you don't know that guy very well. <laughs> is it really smart to let <laughs> Who knows him do what this? That guy to was going to do. Yeah. And it's just like, and second of all, like, is this the way that you wanted to get more powerful by, you know, 
letting other people hand it to you. Mm-hmm. And that's a running theme with Kraya. It's something that I don't always agree with. When we get to Narshada, we'll talk about one of her big moments that I definitely don't agree with um, mm. when it comes to like charity. Kray is old, so she's anti handout. She's very much anti handout, <laughs> and that's the like that's one big okay, thing that I really boomer. disagree with her on. Honestly, Kraya has boomer energy. She's a, she's got huge okay boomer energy. Big, I, big boomer. Energy. I want to make Riley a shirt with Kraya's face on it, and it just says okay, okay boomer. boomer underneath it. Please, but she's <laughs> holding a boomer from Phantom Menace. <laughs> yeah, Kraya holding a boomer. Misa no have a Misa have no boomer. <laughs> <laughs> but take this one yeah so like when I talk about my love of Kreia it's not that I think she was right about everything I think she's right about a lot of things oh she's just fascinating she's just a really good well written character yeah that is wrong about some things and and one of them is is this where I think she's has she really hates handouts yeah and government assistance and I'm just like no those things are actually yeah, she's good very anti-charity for yes. sure and like those things can actually be good and she's like well you got to pull yourself up by your bootstraps and I'm like <laughs> yeah. okay that's not the full context of everything that's going on here, I turned out like, great look at me yeah exactly uh anyway that's a digression Kind of and kind of not, but anyway. Yeah. So, so I went to I think Narshada after this. Well, first we gotta we one last thing on Telos. That's his food. Oh. One last thing on Telos is you find out where your ship is. It's on a random part of the planet that's uninhabited, and you're like, well, I gotta go get my ship. So oh, yeah. the Thorians or Zerka, mm-hmm. whichever one you support, helps you take a shuttle down to the planet, and you go to where your the Ebonhawk signature is, and it is in. A Jedi temple. Oh on yeah, Telos. That's right. Uh, and there is one Jedi in this Jedi mm-hmm. temple, and her name is Atris. And they all look the same. And everybody looks the same. This part is so crazy. It's weird. And she's the only one that can feel the Force. Kray is like, mm-hmm. this is not a Jedi Academy. She's like, if this is Jedi Academy, where are the Jedi? There's yeah. only one. <laughs> I'm watching Jake eat here. <laughs> There's only one Jedi here, and she's not training anybody else. What's going on with Atris? And uh, this, I forgot to mention, but on Paragus, like the first boss fight is against against HK fifty, and I don't mean the one oh, yeah. where you fight him. I mean the one where you talk to him and convince him to like open the door for you. Oh yeah, because it's like a full conversation where you have to try and like outthink him and get him to open this door for you. I think like the second good boss fight is this one against Atris yeah. where it's just like a 10 minute long conversation against it's Atris. It's so long. It's I've, so long. I've backed out of it before to yeah. like because I hit something wrong and it just oh Yeah my to get god. back to the point oh where you god. were. Oh my god. I reloaded it a couple <laughs> yeah. times just because I was like, like mm, yeah. I wonder if I could have done something different. Yeah. There's a long conversation and and you know what? I I did do something different, and I got like ton more backstory. Like it yeah. was, mm-hmm. it's really cool. There's it, it can you can get all kinds of, of backstory. It at the end she's gonna give you your ship. You I don't think it's even possible to fight her at this point. Yeah, I don't think there's any way. To no, fight her. no, you're right. I don't think so. Um, so it's really just a conversation, but it's just like it's another point. This is the the last point in the intro where you learn a lot about yourself. Can you not? I don't think you can fight her there. I don't think so. Oh. Um, because she needs to be around for the yeah. later part of the game. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, but it's just like you learn a ton more about what happened to the Jedi since the end of the last game. What happened to you specifically? You mm-hmm. learn that you were you went into the Mandalorian Wars. You followed Revan. 
right? Yeah. And when the Mandalorian Wars were done, for some reason, you left, and that's when you got cut off from the Force, Mm -hmm. and she says the Jedi did it, which you come to find out later, spoilers, the Jedi did not cut you off from the Force. Mm -hmm. They they were just as confused about what happened to you as, as you were. Um, but like this, this conversation with her is just like one of my favorite parts of the game. Cause it's just a oh, long 10 minute conversation fantastic. where you're just talking, but it's good people talking. Nobody just, nobody just, just talks anymore. Nobody just talks anymore. We're you all know? looking at our phones and nobody. And when you're on the phone, nobody says goodbye. And you know what? The other thing is like when you say goodbye, nobody pulls you up by your bootstraps anymore. <laughs> and you know, everyone's always trying to give me charity. I hate it. Nanny state. Yeah, yeah, everybody, everybody gets a participation trophy. And everybody, everybody's trying to say, hey, I, I mean, listen, I went to school, I had to pay my student debts. Everyone's trying to say that they shouldn't have to pay their student debts. You know what I think we should do right now? I think that it's not fair that the age that humans live to is so much longer than it was in 1200. No, they like, I would to be, die young. I would be dead by now if it was 1200. So I think in fairness to the people who came before me who had to go yes. through this terrible thing, yes. I think that I should also have to die right now. Our, we should not leave the future better for our children. No, because like- They should I have had to, to do the same to, dumb crap we I did. I had to pay my college, I mean, I had to, they had to die. So like- I, then I, should I had to, to dodge go. my student loan payments until the government <laughs> stopped caring. <laughs> Jasmine looks so upset. <laughs> Someone else talk about the next part of the game. Well, I went to Narshada. I mean, I think okay. I sure you have to go next, right? Or can you choose? Yeah, no, I you can. There. I don't you can remember. Choose. I usually go to Narshada. After, next, after, um, I was like, oh dope, I love. After Narshada. Telos, you can go anywhere. Even though I hate that level in Jedi Outcast, mm-hmm. it's like such a cool place. It's what a cool are place. the options? I forget. So you can go to Duxin. The right? planets you can go to are Onderon. Onderon. Which ends up being a, a different planet, but yeah. there's Onderon, Narshada, uh, Dantooine, and Korriban, or the four Can you not go to Duxin right off the bat? That's You crash there later, you, don't you? You crash there. You go to Onderon, but you crash on Duxin. That's what it and is. And then you can't go to Onderon for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Did you do Onderon last in Duxin? Yes. So, see, what you missed is when you go to Onderon before the beginning, or before the end of the game, you crash on Duxin, and then you can't go to Onderon for a while because, like, the political situation no, there that, is that too is crazy. No, that is what I did. I went to, like, that wasn't the last place I went. Okay, okay. So, yeah, because, like, if you go there last, then it's kind of weird because you leave Duxin and you're like, oh, things are fine on Onderon now. You can come here because there's literally nowhere else you oh. need to go. <laughs> I feel like the last place I go is usually Corbin. I like to go to Corbin last, yeah. I think yeah. that's where I okay. went last, okay. too. Where is, wait, which one's Corbin? The Sith world. Oh, yeah, that's the place that went last. Okay. Yeah. But we're talking about Narshida. Yes. You went to Narshida. You mean Moraband. Moraband, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, okay. Narshida is nighttime Coruscant. <laughs> it is nighttime. Always nighttime. Nighttime Always Coruscant. nighttime. Yes. Big glassy spires. It was like, what if Coruscant, but everywhere, everywhere was the underworld? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's kind of like yeah. Gotham Coruscant, yes. actually. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. If Coruscant is Metropolis, then Narshida is Gotham. Yeah, that's a, that's a good way to look yeah. at it. Um and immediately as you leave your ship, you're hit with a Kraya lesson too. Yeah, that's right. Before the Kraya lesson, though, I, there's yeah. a very funny moment that I love. Uh, you land in a place you're not really supposed to land, and a Toydarian comes out and goes yes, like, right. "Hey, you can't, you can't land here." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's a bad Italian in this game. Yep. It's played by Joseph. Those are the shuttle parkers. And. And he's like, you can't land here. 
and you can force persuade him. You're like, yes, I can land here. And he's like, oh, you're right. You can land here. My bad. And then it goes to the next dialogue. And he's like, what do you think? That's not going to work. What are you trying to do? Of course you can't land here. It does the exact same thing Watto does. I in, did that. In, I always try to minutes. force persuade people when oh, I yeah. can. Uh, what kind of phone would it be to not use but, force powers? Then first Cray yes. LS and Jasmine. First Cray oh, boy. I don't remember specifics, so help me out. Look, I this is the this is the charity one, pretty much. I'm probably yes. the person who has played this not recently at all. Mm. So, but yes, you see, like, is it like a guy asking it's for like a money? Yeah. He's at, yeah, he's yeah. asking for money for something, mm-hmm. whatever. And you have two and, you options. Know, what are the two options? You can say here, have five credits, mm-hmm. or you can say get out of my face before I kill you. <laughs> yes, which I think is what I did. It's one of the few times in the game where it's very binary. It's, it's like very, good and bad. Yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> and like it's five credits. It's right. not some enormous no. amount of money. So yeah. you just think it's totally yeah, whatever. Yeah. Take five credits. And no matter what you do, Kraya is so mad at you. <laughs> Yeah. But okay, then, that makes me feel a little bit better. She hates either no, option. She hates both. And don't you get a little clip of him running off? Yes, yes you get this whole like hypothetical sequence. Off. You get a hypothetical for mm-hmm. each situation. Yeah, and if you give him the credits, it, he runs off with it. He's all happy, but then he runs into people who see he has five credits, and they beat him up and yep. take his money yes. because yes. of it. So this is her big anti-charity thing. She's like, he didn't work for that money. And sometimes even the smallest act can lead to to more suffering in the future. You know, she's like, this is where she's really trying to teach you about mm-hmm. repercussions and the yeah. waves of what you of your actions and how that goes out. Waves in the, in the force, especially Rippling because it. of who you are, being one of the quote unquote very important Jedi in <laughs> yes, the galaxy. Yes. You're another Vij in this game, which is like a beautiful thing. Where it's just like the last game is like, yes, Jedi are very important, mm-hmm. and. This game is just like our Jedi very important. Like yeah. why like why was Bastila so special? Why do we hold her in such high regard? Like what mm-hmm. what's happening here? Something that I uh <clears throat> I can't remember things that I learned in high school, but I can remember learning about the food chain from the wild thornberries. <laughs> and the whole point is that these the finches, they have really short beaks, so they have trouble getting the little maggots from the trees. They have to work really hard to get their food. And Eliza, like she, because she can talk to animals. Finch says, "Be so much better if my beak is a little bit longer." She's like, "Oh, I can give you this like little pin here, and it'll help you get him." So she gives the bird a pin that makes his beak a little bit longer. He can get food easier. This proceeds to mess up the entire food chain for the entire world, and everything is ruined because suddenly they can get too much food, which depletes the population of bugs necessary to do this. So. It's all so balanced. Yeah, and this scene reminded me of that, where it's like, okay, yes, you did this thing, but now this thing is happening, and you're actually making things worse. Now, this is, I think, obviously very subjective from Kraya's point of view. It is. Because Mm. the the implication would be that anytime you give a homeless person money, something horrible is going to happen. Which is is where I don't agree with Kraya on this subject. But where she is right is that everything you do does have ripple effects Mm -hmm. that force you to come back to bite you later, which is, I mean, definitely a part of this game. Absolutely. And and on the flip side, if you, like, there's the whole charity thing, but if you're just, like, a jerk for being a jerk's sake in that moment, Mm -hmm. she's she's just, like... Why? What was the point of giving into your emotions over such a, a small moment? Yeah. Like, what was, what did you gain from doing that? That's what she. And said, then she yeah. says the same thing. Where like this is gonna ripple out, and you see the cutscene of that same guy, mm-hmm. that beggar, 
and he goes and someone like tries to console him and he punches that guy because he's angry. Yeah. Yes. So like whatever you do, she's the lesson of this, and I think they made this one decision binary so that they could teach this lesson mm-hmm. where you either do the light side or the dark side. And it, the lesson is like pay attention in this game because whatever you do is going to have consequences. Don't just like, because what I yeah. do in video games, if there's a light side option, I choose the light side option. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and like, if I decide I'm doing a dark side playthrough, then I choose the dark side option and I fall into that rut with yeah. games. Mm-hmm. And so she's like, the game is saying like, if this is your first time playing through, maybe just like make a choice. Like don't, don't worry about what the good thing is and what the bad thing is. Just try and like think about what the repercussions of what you're doing are going to be. I was trying to think of why I was so confused because I remember both these flashbacks. It's because I reloaded it and I was like, oh, I want to see what she said. Yeah. And this is something I did a couple times, which if you want a pure playthrough, you shouldn't do this. Yeah. But it's also fun. Yeah. I wanted to see what she would say if I did the other thing. And obviously she was still mad. Yeah. <laughs> and gave me the same speech, but the outcome was a little bit different. And I think what is smart about this game is, uh, and it's a problem, it's something they talk about on, on Waypoint a lot, which is the fact that, like, when games, they have interesting mechanics, but then they don't encourage you to engage with them. Yeah. Like, games that have a quick and easy option, if it if it gives you that, you're always going to do it, even if there is a more interesting thing yes, you can do. Absolutely. Like absolutely. Uh, that's a thing in a lot of, If you like, can beat every level with this sword, you're yeah, always going to use this it's a, sword. It's a thing, like, in Metal Gear Solid Five. like, the early game is really interesting, but as soon as you can get a silenced sleeper sniper <laughs> rifle that just puts people to sleep yeah. 10 miles away, you you're just always going to do that. Yeah. Um, so good games kind of force you into situations where you you don't have the tools you need or where you kind of have to engage. And, and this game does that, but with dialogue, where it's right. like, it it's not easy just to do a light side playthrough because it's not always obvious what the light side option right. is. Yeah. And that is why this game is really cool. Yeah. And it's making me like it more, even just talking about it. I know. Because I, I would think, I, mean, I would think, I would say that, like, I had more fun playing the first one, mm-hmm. but I was more intrigued by the second one. Like, which I think is like The Last Jedi. Like, yeah. It is not one that I pop on all the time. No, it's not a popcorn movie. No, this is like you sit down and you think about some things. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, and we missed one big thing <laughs> on uh, Telos. <laughs> so many things happen on Telos. Your mission for the game. <laughs> oh, yeah, we should talk so about on what the Telos, entire mission is. The, the way the, the conversation with Atris ends is you say, listen, the Sith are back. We need to do something about the Sith. Right. Um, and she's like, holy crap, the Sith are back. What are they after you for? They're, you're like, I, they think I'm the last Jedi. And she's like, you're not the last Jedi. And you're like, I know I'm not, but they think that I am <laughs> because you don't identify as a Jedi anymore. Right. I guess you can, but I usually don't. Yeah, I don't. Um, and so she's like, well, we need to find other Jedi in the galaxy. The, there are others out there. I have a list. Right. I actually don't think she gives you the list. She's like, I don't really trust you to do it. I'm gonna find the other Jedi and reform the order, and we're gonna we're gonna yeah. fix this. But T three steals the list for you. That's and you what find it is. the list. That's like one of the droids does it. Yeah, and you have um, so there are four Jedi Masters out there somewhere on this list. There's a uh, Vash, who spoilers is dead. <laughs> <laughs> There's a Master Zez Kyle, 
who's on Narshada. He's the one on Narshada. There's a Master Kavar, who's the guy on Andron. Okay. And then there's Master Rook from the first yeah. game. Yeah, that's right. Rook. One of the few returning characters from the first game is on Dantooine. Glad still. they brought back Rook. Yeah, I know. I'm actually glad they brought back Vrook. It's cool. Vrook, because he is everything that is wrong with the Jedi Order. Oh, yeah. And I love it. Um, so that's your mission. So you go to Nar Shaddaa to find this Master Zezkayo. We just skipped over that important point of what the game is about. <laughs> that's what the game's about. You know what? Since we're just being totally nerdy about video games, this game is like Majora's Mask to Ocarina of Time, where most people... Like, Majora's Mask is one of the most beloved games because it is a genuinely, like, deep, dark strange and interesting game and like it, there's full of characters like it's all these side quests there is there is a lot of choices and there's a lot of like repercussions for your actions but it's not fun to play <laughs> like it's right it's stressful <laughs> it's actively like the world is ending in three days there's constantly you can see the moon falling from the sky all the time so it's not like fun but it's like you feel like you've had a real experience by yeah. the end of it and it has one of the best endings of any zelda game and this feels like that to me where it's like I felt like I had a real journey on this game. The, cur- the current discourse is like, our game's supposed to be fun. Well, yeah. And this, I've always said that games don't need to be fun. They need to be compelling. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I, I my, agree. Maybe my favorite game ever is Shadow of the Colossus. I don't think that's a fun game. No, absolutely. I couldn't finish it because it was too much no, for me. It's dismal and depressing. I enjoyed the actual gameplay, but I'm just like, oh, I can't. It's I absolutely can't do this. compelling. I it, don't want to finish this. Yeah. And so, I didn't finish it. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, that's I got, the only way to get the light side ending of Shadow the Colossus <laughs> is to not, not, not to finish the game. The only winning move is not to play. <laughs> it really is. Yeah, I, I just, I'm like, I got to a point where like, I've got enough out of this that I wanted. I can't kill any more of those Colossus. I know. It's, it Colossi. sucks. Every yeah. time you just feel worse. Yeah. And... And that's the point of the game, but like, and that's a, and that's a. This came out game. around the same time as that game too. Probably I did. Think yeah, that was two thousand five. So I think around this Everyone time, was dealing with the Iraq War in, our, in their own way. <laughs> I mean, you know, like Eco came out around this time. Yeah. Like there was just a lot of like interesting games for like PlayStation and Xbox that games probably wouldn't being, have existed yeah. before. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, what a cool time. Good era. Good era. So Narshada. <laughs> yep. Jasmine, how are you doing? I'm all right. You don't have as much to say about this game, do you? I just haven't played it in a really long time. Ah. So I don't remember a lot. The coolest little nugget of information I remember about Narshada, which I think is a restored content thing. Um, if you heal a one of the people in the, like, uh, oh, what's that camp? The camp. The that refugee section. Oh, yeah, the refugees. refugee camp. Um, they will give you a lightsaber crystal that is literally called your character's crystal. And oh, well, you definitely get your own character's crystal later in the game, but that sounds maybe yeah, sounds like maybe be. you can get it early. That might be. Yeah, I, I don't remember. Um, That's cool. And I think it's silver. I think it, that Ooh. depends on what you choose. Maybe? It might. Yeah, it's it might be on depending what you on what you choose. I always choose silver. Yeah, yeah, I was. But yeah. you can get that on Narshada. That's sweet. I'm yeah, because sure. I definitely got my own crystal, but that it was later in the game. Yeah, mm-hmm. you can get it I don't think early. I had one by the end of Narshada. I think I didn't have one till the that, next planet. That is the thing about this game because you are not a Jedi any longer. You left your saber with the Jedi Order mm-hmm. in a cool scene where you get to say F you yeah. to the Jedi Order. And oh, you yeah. Stab the statue in the middle of the room mm-hmm. with your lightsaber. So cool. Oh, that's a good scene. That whole scene is so good. Um, and then, yeah, so you don't start this game with a lightsaber. 
or a connection yeah. to the force, and then mm-hmm. they both slowly grow, and you get the parts for your lightsaber as you do missions, and then That's eventually, right, yeah. a, like a planet or two in, you can finally build your lightsaber. Well, it's when, because Bowder can build it for you, but you have to right. get all the yeah. You have to get all the parts, and I think maybe you get all the components after the first planet. Yeah, it's after the first planet. Because I think they want you to get it pretty quick. Yeah. 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 I don't... I see. I remember Narshada dragging on longer than Telos. It it does drag. There's a lot of yeah. There's a lot of fluff in Narshada. Mm-hmm. What it is with Narshada is like it's not always clear where to go, and like it's very like the area around the refugee camp is such a maze. Mm-hmm. You'll have to like backtrack through this long. You're just like looking at your map as you're walking because it's like not clear where to go. So it's right. just like a lot of backtracking back and forth, and the the side quests aren't quite as fun as. As uh, Telos too, yeah. But I, I, I just always like Narshada, so I, I was having an okay time. Did you, have you guys ever restored that speeder? Um, the speeder. there's a speeder that allows you to like fast travel on the planet, but you have to like find some oh, components yeah, for it. Oh yeah, I have done that before. By the time I it found that, like, I was like, it doesn't really save that much time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like that would be nice if I had it like at the beginning. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. If it was an option right away. Yeah. But this is this is where you get a whole bunch of stuff with uh, Mira, right? Um, later, you come back later with Mira. That's when you come back, okay. I, I mean, you do, you meet Mira on Narshada, right? Yeah. Yeah, and mm-hmm. then, so you can have her join the party, or, mm-hmm. um, what's the Wookiee's name? I can't think of his name. Hanhar. Hanhar. I never pick him, because he's the worst. Ew. There's a long section um, that you play as Mira on this level, yes, too. Yes, there is. So Mira, That is one thing that this game does that's a little different than the last game, too, is that there's situations solo where it forces mm-hmm. you to play as one character, yeah. or to, like, pick a party of different characters other than your main yeah. This is the one. I think it's on Duxin that you're thinking of where you split the party. That's what I think you're thinking it of. Is. Yeah. 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 Okay. Mm-hmm. And now oh, I know what you're talking boy, about. Boy, do you have to pick the right party for that? Ooh, you yeah. got to pick it. We'll talk about it next yeah. episode. <laughs> 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 oh, no. Uh, yeah. Once we finish Narsada, we can end yeah. this episode. Um, is it? It's on Narsada. Is this? I, I can't remember if this is the first time. Where. So you play as Mira and. Right, you are playing as Mira, and you have mm-hmm. to fight Hanhar. Yes, you do have to. F- I don't know if you fight Hanhar. I think you do fight him in like a you weird fight arena Hanhar. thing. Oh yeah, yes, in like yes. the sewers, and you win, yeah. and he's dead, and, and then later dead. you get a scene that cuts back, yeah. and uh, Kreia brings Kreia him back. comes back and brings him. That him might back be restored. You didn't content. get that. Yeah, oh, yeah. she you brings know him back because you don't meet him again until Malakor, and I don't think that happens in the original game. No, that does happen on. You Malachor. see Hanhar I did on, see on Malachor. I must have just snoozed when she Might've restored snoozed. him because it's just it's a real quick scene where yeah. he's dead and she comes being, back and brings him back to life. I remember yeah. being confused when I saw him on mm-hmm. Malachor, though. I was like, "What?" There's a lot on Malachor that does not make sense yeah. without the restored. Okay, <laughs> well, like all of Beador's stuff is just like what that happened stuff to Beador. So weird. But mm-hmm. we'll talk about it when we get there about what the original plan for Beador <coughs> Beador was. Um. One note. I don't like that though. She berates you for giving people handouts, and then she just literally goes and brings some. Here's the thing about Kreia. Here's the thing about Kreia. Yeah, that's why I don't like her. She's the biggest hypocrite in the galaxy. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and she lies to you constantly. And it's not until like it's not until like you have like you can look back on it like in retrospect and mm-hmm. be like. She just like was straight up lying to me so many times yeah. in the in the beginning of this game, which we'll talk about more when we when we talk about her character. Um, but yeah, it's just like it, it's crazy how much of a hypocrite she is, and she knows she's a hypocrite. Yeah, and yet she's still trying to to teach you 
once we get into what her ultimate goal is, it's it's amazing. She's she's not a good person. Mm-mm. She's a good character, but she's not a good person. Yeah. Um. So Narshada, there's a lot of stuff to get here, but we would be here all night if we talked about. Yeah, everything. I mean. You have to. There's a refugee sector fighting against the exchange. The exchange have a bounty out on any remaining Jedi. So you are being hunted by these bounty hunters. At the same time, you're trying to play the refugees in the exchange against each other. Right. And the so the I mean the whole thing with this game though is you're trying to find the remaining Jedi. Right. So and, the only way to find Zez Kyle on mm-hmm. this planet is if you you're trying to get his attention by either fixing things in the refugee sector or making things worse. In that's the refugee right. Sector. Yeah. Um, I usually try and fix things. Kraya doesn't like it. Kraya likes it. Worse. Huh? I think I made things worse. Kraya <laughs> likes it when you make things worse. I know. She's like, great job manipulating everybody. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, you really, she's like, I'm proud of you. Like, you did a really good job. This is what I would have done. But what's so funny is like, so like you do that and you're like, okay, I understand what she likes now. I should like someone to do the bad stuff. Except when she doesn't, though. But that's yeah. not, yeah, but that's not the whole story. Yeah, that's not what she, she likes. She likes it when you are manipulating people, but then if you're just, like, a jerk for no reason, yeah. then if there is she's, no... like, not into it. Yeah. Oh. She's complicated. She's complicated. It's that complicated. movie is complicated. It's about her. Yeah, it's her. <laughs> her and, is that Alec Baldwin? Hey, yeah, I think so. Kreia played by Alec Baldwin. Confirmed. Well, toast for Alec Baldwin. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, um, one thing before we leave Narshada, because mm-hmm. I want to bring it up because I do it. Um, Adam is the first person that you can bring to. No, not bring. You can open him up to the Force. Yes, and you can do this as early as Narshada. Yes, and did not know this. Start him down a Jedi path, whether that be dark light, whatever. So here's the the other brilliant thing about this game is it's established in the beginning of this game that you are sucking the life force yeah. out of Kreia and it's out you have opened your connection to the force again right. mm-hmm. because you are able to form cl- close bonds with people and everybody that you assemble in your party outside of Mandalore and the droids mm-hmm. is someone who is force sensitive and they just don't know it yet wow. and so yeah. you get stronger in this whole game because Mira Disciple, Atten, uh, Vesis, obviously. All these people have a connection to the Force, and you are getting stronger because your connection with them is getting stronger, and you are taking from them right, and making yourself feel connected to the Force again. But, but at the same yeah. time, you're making them stronger, too, in a way? In a way, but like, I, it's, it's, it's a little confusing yeah. about how... how who exactly is getting what out of this force mm-hmm. bond? And I think it's intentionally left confusing about who is getting what. Is it is it a net positive that you are stealing the force from them, or is it not? You know. Well, it's interesting because I had no idea about that with yeah. Atten until I like saw something online about like, well, if you've made Atten a Jedi, and I'm like, what? Excuse me? Yeah. I did not know. Mm-hmm. And then it was too late. And by the time it, I you can that. do it with everybody except yeah. the droids in Mandalore. Yeah, that's so crazy. Definitely did not did not do it with everybody. Vsus yeah. was my only uh, other like real strong really? companion. Oh. Okay, yeah. So she and she starts out with the force. So yeah, if yeah. you have a high influence and connection with with like Mira, M- Mira is the hardest one. Mira is hard, yeah. But yeah. her her eventual connection is is on. You go back to Narshada, um, 
I'm pretty sure you go back to Narshada and you have like that's where you open her up to the force and you're like listen to the planet mm-hmm. like this is where you're from listen to everything that's going on in the planet oh that's interesting it's very that cool. makes sense because <clears throat> um, I had a conversation with her at a certain point in the game where I was talking about that's kind of thing it wasn't yes. on Narshada yeah okay man I gotta play this game again you gotta play this game <laughs> again so yeah those four people can all become Jedi and then like you have a party that is like majority it's Jedi it's super overpowered it's super well, overpowered <laughs> once everybody has like yeah. heal it's, yeah, yeah that's true yeah uh, yeah so the end of Narshada is you run you finally get the attention of Master Zez Kael um and then you just talk with him yeah. Unless you're Jake. Unless you're me. <laughs> and this is how I'm going to end our first episode, I think. Yeah, okay. That sounds good. Is I think you messed up, Jake, with <laughs> your, with your oh. playthrough of this game. Excuse me. I think that um, this game kind of hurts from a dark side playthrough. Okay. Where, where the game ends up, where the story ends up, and the overall message of the thing is like, I think you maybe proved the Jedi right. And I think that's a bad thing. Well, I yeah, I think you're right about that. Mm. Yeah. Um, and I think the Jedi were wrong, but but if you play this game as a dark side person, then the Jedi are right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, so you can you can end this this conversation with Zezkael by either saying, "I hate the Jedi. I hate what you did to me. I'm going to kill you," or you can end it with like, "We need help against the Sith. Go to Dantooine." Yeah. And eventually I'm going to find I'm going to find more masters and we'll, we'll right. defeat the Sith together. Um, and, <laughs> yep. and Jake chose yeah. I'm going to kill you. I had a real empty Dantooine. Let's just say that. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm oh, going to bet you did. Oh, wow. That's disappointing. That's what I thought when he Ooh. when he told me that. Oh, empty shoot. Dantooine is bad. Uh, that's okay. You can. I want you to go home and watch a video of what happens if you go back to a full Dantooine. Cause it's yeah. Maybe the, maybe the strongest part of was the there, game. Wait. Was there anyone alive on I Dantooine? killed them all, buddy. He killed all the Jedi. Oh my all the god! Jedi. The ending stronger in the Force. <laughs> <laughs> like that's that's the jaw dropping moment. Really, of like the, the game. The moment of the game is Dantooine with all the Jedi. Yeah. That's so funny. I, I I'm surprised that no one's. Uh, I like no one's ever made this decision before. No, I've made, I've made it, I've done this playthrough before, and it's fine. Like it's still a good game, but it's not nearly as yeah. like you don't get the moment. Yeah, ah. and you get the moment when you go light side. What's funny game. is I, I really love this game anyway. Yeah, I really, no, I mean because this game more than anything else, this game is about the journey, not the destination. Yeah, we will talk about the ending in our ne- next Ooh, episode. Ending. Yeah, uh, the ending is definitely the by far the weakest part of this game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, it's like as far as gameplay and just like resolution to the story that they've told up to that point. Yeah. So I think you can have a great time with this game, even if you chose the wrong path. Okay. Well, <laughs> you know, I thought this was about subjective experiences, but definitely <laughs> I was incorrect. So, no. So we're going to end this episode yep. and then do the next one real quick. Yeah. <laughs> this has been Delicately Curated Long Form Discussion, the internationally beloved Star Wars saga tailored to the modern fanatic, brought to you lovingly in weekly increments by the loquacious yet soothing voices of your hosts, Riley, Jake. Hashtag empty Antoine. <laughs> and Jasmine. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> <laughs> I gave up on the caffeine. I'm talking about KOTOR 2 now. I don't need caffeine. <laughs> <laughs> that is caffeine for me.
Okay, so we'll kind of do the same thing, just go by beat by beat. Yeah, start out with uh, oh my God. basic story. I need caffeine now. But then we're going to have to finish with talking about the philosophy of Kreia for five hours. Yep. Ready, Jasmine? Oh Kreia month. Kreia month. Ah, Kreia month. <laughs> I wouldn't hate it. I wouldn't hate it. I wouldn't it. hate it at all. <laughs> but I think this is basically Kreia month. That anyway. would be the greatest month of my life. <laughs> If they ever do an adaptation of this one, and they don't, if they do it like after the actress dies, which she's getting up there, so they need to do it now. Yeah, I, I can't, I can't have a Kreia that isn't played by Sarah Kesselman, which is her name. He's which obsessed. is her name. He has a poster of her, I think. Mm-hmm. Hey, is that true? Right. No, but no. she's looking pretty good for seventy-seven years old, or however old she is. I don't know. How you were just she is. very convincing about, it. and then his response was very convincing. And I, you do love Kreia and Sarah Castle Run. What if we walked in my bedroom and I just had a big poster of like a terrible pixelated Kreia from like he's a got, screenshot he's from got the a game? Shrine in the corner, little, little candles. like her like little like postcard avatar that's like in the corner of the screen. That's where I go, Kreia. Ah, at the shrine. Ah, ah, ah. ah. And well, on the bed, that's where you go, Leia. The <laughs> <laughs> game's oh, done, done so quick, just happened wild. last weekend. The Breath of the Wild speed one is pretty funny. It is a good speed well, one. No, speed one. It is a good speed one. <laughs> I did hear it, I was going to ignore it, but Jake didn't. No, nah, I couldn't do it. Couldn't <laughs> let it go. No, no, no. Opposite Elsa. That's why like, I'm interested in um, this notion of, like, uh, you can cut this out, this is a total tangent. Did you see um, Dan Olson uh, folding ideas video on the Snyder Cut? Yes, it was really good, and yeah. I like. I kind of am into the idea of releasing those like assembly cuts mm-hmm. because I feel like now, like with the kind of crazy like fans stuff, would do it. Yeah, fans would like would probably just do it. Yeah, like if somebody's been a year putting Admiral Akbar in the last <laughs> Jedi, <laughs> which is dumb but looks yes. good. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Why not? Just yeah. release all that crazy stuff. Yep. I. I mean, I feel that way about Star Wars too. Like, I really would love to see, if, with Rise of Skywalker, all this cut stuff. Just put the deleted scenes out there and let fans just figure in it a, out. In a perfect world, there is no copyright. Because, yes. like, can you imagine if, like, the whole world had access to making Star Wars things? Like, yeah. we've read fan fiction before that we think is, like, good enough to be a real book. Yeah, you totally. Know? So, like, what if a random person could make their own Star Wars film? Like, yeah. And in, in, in you didn't have to worry about, like, I, the world would be better without copyright. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you know where there's not a copyright is the free market of ideas, right? <laughs> <laughs> wow. I don't know what that even means. I don't either. I don't know. You sound like you're part of the gang gang. <laughs> That's like the third time we said yang gang, gang, gang today. Oh my gosh. Oh boy. That's figure it out. Cloud saves. We got clouds. clouds. We got cloud saves for everything Guys, these days. Ever heard of clouds? Have you ever? From Final Fantasy VII? <laughs> um, <laughs> that's not Cloud. I thought that was Cloud. No, that's Who the guy that? from 10. What's his name? Titus. No. Titus. Dasher is on their way. It is Titus. Isn't that the worst? It is the worst. I can I could never get into ten. <laughs> Everyone always tells me ten's great. It's not. Titus. It's not that great. Zeke, will you be on the lookout for the Dasher? Titus Andronica. For the door dasher? Will you be on the lookout? <laughs> <laughs> just like, Titus Andromedon. When they get here. <clears throat> okay. I saw Jasmine's reflection and I thought it was a person. And I they saw my own be reflection. Here, like in a second. Hopefully they can find a driveway. Sometimes they have trouble finding a driveway. 
Hey, story of my life. <laughs> the Jacob Pride story. Hey, you Trouble know. Find it in the driveway. Yeah. My Uber days. Um, that's the joke. For one fact, except for that script that I wrote that no one's read. <laughs> I'm telling you, buddy. I just need you to send it to me again. <laughs> I'm going to send it to you right now. It's not going to change anything. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that you would do it when I asked. <laughs> you don't have to. I just no. thought when I asked. I mean, we're not going home for at least another... Couple we're gonna hours. we're gonna blow through yeah. this. Oh uh, yeah, I mean we got past the introductory planet in like almost two hours. So, I mean, are we done with this episode? How long has this been? We're good. Okay, we're good. <laughs> I think we can we can we can talk about the first planet at least. What's the first planet? Yeah, Z, we're gonna be out this a while. <laughs> I cannot imagine the nightmare of editing these episodes. Oh well, if you need help, let me know. Okay, you gotta I'll, I'll hire my friend Riley. <laughs> um. Bye Zeke. Bye Zeke. Sorry, we're boring you with Kotor talk. Yeah, I also like didn't sleep last night. Yeah, you fell asleep uh, on the couch over there. Did I? I think you did, didn't he? I don't know. I feel like last night. No, I was like tonight. Why wouldn't you remember that? <laughs> After two last night, and then I didn't wake up, and then I woke up at like five thirty. Ah, uh, it's the worst. Shoot. Get some sleep, fam. So go home and get some sleep. You we both echoed the sentiment fam. of getting. I did say fam. <laughs> I did not say fam. Eat some spam. I'm like, why would I do that? <laughs> go eat some spam. Fall asleep and eat some spam. Okay, perfect, perfect. <laughs> Nothing like sleeping on a stomach full of spam. <laughs> I did not like that. <laughs> I don't like thinking about that. <laughs>